go. Yes. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Monday and happy belated Christmas. Happy almost New Year. Um, welcome to NPL Legal Dish, everyone. Uh, to those of you who have watched with um, any regularity, I know it's been a while. We haven't talked in a minute. I'm back, y'all. I was taking some time to myself. And to those of you who are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, this is my nightly live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts uh, to um, <clears throat> using pop culture and celebrity news. This is for entrepreneurs and creatives who want to make money from their creations. Uh, this show is to help you learn those concepts that you need to know to be a better business owner. If you are wondering who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC. Hi, Icky Vicky 93 um, NPL Consulting LLC is a business formation firm. What that means is I help you get your business uh, paperwork together. So if you need help with getting your business registered with the state, getting EIN numbers, having appropriate contracts, hiring employees properly, brand protection, um, uh, basic money management skills, I help you do all of that. Um, and I teach you how to do it as well so that you can go and replicate it later. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you, I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 13 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, um, both online and offline. I have had many careers in the realms of the law, entrepreneurship, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it, there's just some business concepts that you got to know, and there's no way around it. And that's where I come in. If you um, want to see how we can work together to help you get that business off the ground for 2020, because I know a lot of you are trying to, you know, you want to get that, that business idea off the ground in the new decade. Hi, Trap Guru. Um, I encourage you to uh, call for or set up a free 15-minute consultation using the link in my bio, um, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, you can go to the button that says book your book your coaching session now and it will give you all the options and just pick the, the free 15-minute consultation and we can figure out what I can do for you and how we can work together and what will work best for you, okay? Um, so for those of you who have watched me before, you'll notice that the background is a little different. I am not in Maryland right now. I am in Boston with my family um, and that's where I am broadcasting from. Uh, yes. And uh, we have a jam-packed show tonight. We're going to be on for a whole hour. Thank you for that shot, Best on the Yard. Um, and I have a very uh, special announcement for you guys at the end of the show, as well as Q&A. So you're going to want to stay tuned and make sure that you share this out to your people. All right? Okay. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. Now, the way that the show works, if you are new, is this is a conversation. I'm not talking at you. I am having a conversation with you. So I want feedback from you guys, okay? Especially you guys on Facebook, because I know that you guys tend to be shy. I don't want y'all to be shy, all right? We are family here. Come take, take a seat on the couch, okay? <laughs> all right. So the first story that we are talking about has to do with the royal family. Does anybody here follow the royal family? Meghan Markle, Prince William, Prince Harry, 
if you follow or you know you hear things about the royal family every now and then please give me an r in the comments if you know who the royal family is meaning like queen elizabeth prince harry prince william Meghan markle kate middleton if you know who those people are give me an r in the comments for royal family you don't know who they are trap guru okay well, the royal family, they're over in England, and they are the royal family of England. They are not politically, but socially, they kind of, you know, are the head of the United Kingdom. Um, and they're in the news all the time. Thank you for the R. Nessie time. There was, you know, of them? Okay, yes. And there was an American actress, Meghan Markle. She actually married Prince Harry um a couple of years ago and it was a whole kerfuffle and if you guys you know follow celebrity gossip you know that the gossip rags are always saying that Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton are always you know are at each other's throats and don't like each other and all that stuff right I usually don't pay attention to that stuff but I think that there might be some truth to these rumors and here's why I'm going to tell you why so Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they used to run, um, you're sure to be on it? Okay. Well, uh, you know, tell her to hop on and hear about this story. So Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they are, um, they used to run a charity with Kate Middleton and Prince William, right? But apparently they have left this, uh, this charity organization and are starting their own. They have filed a trademark for a new charity that is going to be named Sussex Royal, the foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Um, they have gotten the trademark for printed materials and booklets, clothing, education, social care services, and charitable fundraising, right? Um, you can tell her to put you on it. Okay, she's at work now. We'll have her watch the replay later. Um, she can watch it on here or on Facebook or on YouTube. Um, all those links are in my bio. All right. So Prince, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they, the charity that they were running with Kate Middleton and Prince William, they've left it and they've started their own. On top of that, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry for the last two years have spent Christmas with the royal family and they did not spend Christmas with the royal family this year. They spent it with Meghan Markle's mom. Now we may, um, now this may just be, you know, trading off, you know, going to visit, grandma on the other side um but you know people are gonna gossip and say that they're fighting but i want to know from you guys what do you think of this story now they have split from running a charitable organization with you know uh with this other couple and have started their own do you think that it's that they're not getting along or do you think that this is something that um that they just they just kind of wanted to do their own thing and it's not necessarily that they don't like them they just wanted to run their organization because i'm very confused when i have heard all of the stories that they say that Meghan markle and kate middleton don't get along i just figure that it's you know lies that you know gossip magazines are spreading but if you have these two couples who were running a charitable organization why would you split when you're kind of doing the same work, right? And on top of that, they have filed for tons of trademarks for different areas. So do you think that this is a matter of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry um, not getting along with Kate Middleton and Prince William? Or do you think they just wanted to do their own thing? Trap Guru said politics. Shop Fest on the Yard said, I think they don't get along. Um, okay, thank you for the like. Whoever is in Facebook, please say hi. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so Trap Guru thinks it's politics. Shop Fest on the Yard thinks it's that they don't get along. Nessie Time said everyone's trying to find their own identity sometimes. And that is very true. Maybe maybe they're tired of being wrapped up in the family drama. Um, Shop Best on the Yard said, and I think Kate and William are actually having some issues too. Yeah, I think William was caught cheating with one of Kate's friends. Hi, Wanda. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the royal family, but it seems like everybody's trying to get into their own little corners. Um, they shot best on the yard said they showed Kate smacking William's hands off her knee. Oh, Ooh. All right. That does not sound good. Okay. Well, we're going to wish the Royal family, you know, send good vibes their way. Um, I will be interested to see how Meghan Markle and Prince Harry use these trademarks that they have filed. They should that in public. Mm. I would be interested to see how Prince Harry and Meghan Markle use these trademarks um, and how their, their charitable organization develops in relation to the one that they were running with uh, Kate Middleton and Prince William. Trap Guru said, so if I'm understanding correct, is this a new thing for actresses to marry in the royal family? Um, yeah, because usually, uh, hold on, uh, so usually... Um, the royal family, the royal family is not just one family. There are several families that are considered royal. There's different levels of royalty, but they try to keep it all within that royal blood. Meghan Markle was just like kind of an outlier. Her and Prince Harry, a friend introduced them and they just fell in love. And there was a whole big controversy over Prince Harry marrying someone who was not of royal blood. Um, shop best on the yard said, I think Megan and Harry don't want that toxic vibe around them. That might be true too. They look in love and they're actually the only ones to marry for love. Hmm. Normally the Royal marriages are arranged. Really? I didn't know that. So Kate and William were arranged. Uh, um, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, Wanda. Um, so I, I didn't, I, if I did not know that Kate and William's uh, marriage was arranged, but, um, yeah, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle do seem to kind of want to do their own thing. Um, I remember Pr Prince Harry was out here in tabloids talking about keep my wife's name out your mouth. They sued the, um, the tabloids cause they were talking all kinds of trash about Meghan. So they're very protective of each other and, you know, they keep to themselves, uh, and, may, and, you know, I think that one of the comments was very correct. Maybe they just want some space. Um, Shop Best in the Yard said Kate and William were arranged to date and then marry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, peace and love to them. Um, glad I'm not a royal and my business is not out in the news like that. But we're going to wait and see what Meghan and Prince Harry do with this uh, Sussex Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Uh, Wanda Washington said Prince Harry has always done his own thing. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, for better and for worse. <laughs> Hi, Deasiso de Oliveira. Jose. Yeah, so good luck to the royals. Good luck to Meghan and Prince Harry. Their baby is so cute and juicy. Um, can't wait to see what they do. Uh, hi, so rap twenty one. Um, oh, everybody's coming on tonight. Hey, everybody. Um, so do we have do we have any more commentary about the royal family, or can we move on to the next story? Because I want to make sure that everybody gets their two cents in. You know, this is a, this is our own little. Um, 
<laughs> Somebody said I'm the Wendy, the, the Wendy Williams of business. This is our own little hot topic section. <laughs> um, yes. So good luck to, to, to Megan and, uh, Harry. Um, and we are going to move on to our next story. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys, if you're not on my email list, make sure that you go to the link in my bio and download the free business launch cheat sheet because I'm going to be sending an email out in the next couple of days about something really cool that I'm going to talk to you about at the end of the show, but you need to be on my email list for you to participate. Okay. All right. Um, so the next story that we are talking about, uh, do we have any Buckeye fans here? And by Buckeyes, I mean, Ohio State University. Um, so my sister graduated from Ohio State University. She is a diehard Buckeyes fan. She's got all the sweatshirts and stuff. Um, you know, I, um, they, they pretty much run Columbus, Ohio. We know who the Buckeyes are, right? We actually talked about Ohio State University a couple of months ago because they were trying to trademark the word the, um, and they were denied, uh, well, there is another trademark battle happening with OSU, and I want you guys to decide whether OSU is doing too much. Hi, Dr. Ololade Okubena. Um, I want you guys to decide if Ohio State is doing too much or if they're just trying to protect their um, brand. So if you went to my stories today, I posted... Um, a picture of two different O's. Thank you. Um, one was red and one was gray. And I posted my usual question, too close for comfort. 38% of you said it was too close for comfort and 62% of you said it was not. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I put that up there. So there is a sports network called Overtime Sports. And uh, they, their logo is a gray O. Um, if you go to my, my IG or my Facebook stories, you'll see what their O looks like, right? Um, and OSU, they have a red o, o. But OSU is challenging overtime sports use of this O because they're saying that it's too close to the block letter styling of their O. And they're both in the sports arena. Um, now, OSU has used this particular shape of an O since 1898, and licensing out this O has made them a lot of money. So last year, um, OSU made $15.5 million letting people use the red O, um, you know, to sell products. And over the course of, um, and since they started licensing out that O, they've made a total of $207 million. So that O is a very lucrative O for Ohio State University. And because it is such a lucrative O, they are very protective of how it is used. Um, but, and this is why it brings us to overtime sports. So overtime sports, again, like I said, they have an O that is gray um, and it's kind of shaped like the OSUO, but um, an OSU thinks it's too close. Uh, so much so that they asked Overtime Sports to stop using the O or they would, um, you know, start legal action. Overtime Sports is like, uh-uh-uh. They're not taking it lying down. They have actually filed a federal lawsuit to stop Ohio State 
from trying to keep them from using the O. Their argument is that um, the Ohio State's O does not have rounded edges and overtime sports O does have rounded edges. As well, overtime sports' O has a triangle in the middle and Ohio sports O has kind of like a hex, a long hexagon shape. So they're saying that they're not similar. Um, Yes. So what I want to know from you guys is do you, if, if you saw the O's in my stories, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between these two logos, this red block uh, O and this gray block O? And there are differences between them, but do you think that Ohio State is so pervasive that someone seeing this gray O is going to think that overtime sports is associated with Ohio State University. Um, and if you if you need to take a sec second to go look at my story, you can go check it out now. But I really want to know from you guys in the live audience, do you think that this O, the two O's, are they too similar? On top of the fact that overtime sports, it is, an, it is a sports network. Ohio State, they have a team for pretty much every sport. So it's not like the industries are unrelated. So do you think Ohio is doing too much or are they just trying to protect their brand? Seedbox Digital said, I'd like to know what the development and production convos were like. Um, so I, I don't, I have no idea. I'm assuming that Overtime Sports is relatively new. Um, part of their argument was that there are many brands out here that use O's as logos, um, different colors. Some of them are black and the O's are so pervasive in the marketplace that it's not reasonable to assume that the average consumer is going to think that it is, it belongs to Ohio State. So Rap 21 said, kind of, since Ohio State has gray in their team colors. Hmm. Okay. I did not know that gray was a part of the Ohio State team color. So that might be an argument. I personally have not seen an Ohio State apparel that has a gray O. It's usually red, at least the ones that I see my sister wear. <coughs> Excuse me. Seedbox Digital said, as a designer, I think the Ohio State logo has some influence. Okay, so Seedbox Digital, she she knows about all this marketing stuff and design. Um, so she has kind of, you know, a behind the scenes view of how this can affect. Seedbox Digital, could you tell us what, you know, where, what are the implications for Ohio State? Because you have one company that is a sports network, whereas Ohio State, they perform sports, right? For me, as the average consumer, I wouldn't necessarily think that the two are related because they're two different colors. And they're, for me, they're doing two different things. But you, as coming from the design space, can you let us know what, you know, what is, um, what's going on in the background? Seedbox Digital said they have every reason to want to protect their assets. Um, they, they do, they have every reason to want to protect their assets, but we also in this day and age are coming to a space where there is a lot of trademark bullying, where people, you know, companies with large budgets, they are using their money to stop other companies from using logos. Um, Dr. Ololade Okubena said, I cannot see the post, but do not, but do not want to, is... 
I, I, can you please um, write, write that in another way? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Seedbox Digital said there's a psychology behind a logo. There is, okay, there is a psychology behind a logo. SoRap21 said red, white, and gray. One of their old logos used to be a gray. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? Okay. Well, keep watching. Um, and you can always watch the replay later. Seedbox Digital said, I think they might want to take some of OSU's drip. Okay, so between SoRap21 letting us know that OSU did used to have a gray O logo and Seedbox Digital, you know, saying that there's a psychology behind this and maybe they kind of want to bring some of that over to them, maybe OSU does have a credible argument that this O could be confused with an Ohio State production. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens between these two but who do you got who do you think is going to win in this case who do you think has a better chance of winning Ohio State or overtime sports now let's take money out of it we're not talking money we're just talking the merits of this case do you think that uh, Ohio State has a reasonable um, a reasonable cause to ask Overtime Sports to stop using the logo. Seedbox Digital is siding with Ohio State University. Okay, so we've got one person for Ohio State University. Does anybody think differently? <coughs> anybody think differently? Um, I personally, when I saw it, I, I, I think, I thought, I think I still do. I think that Overtime Sports has more of an argument, um, but... That's just me. So Rap 21 is also on the side of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So maybe OSU does have a credible argument here. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. Thank you so much, Seedbox Digital, for giving us that behind the scenes on, you know, web design and psychology and stuff behind the logos and things. Because while we can talk about the legal side of things, <coughs> we don't. I don't do marketing, I don't do web design, so I don't know what goes on behind there. All we can do is kind of look at the law and try and apply it that way. But the law <coughs> is not empty of, you know, the, what is going on currently. We have to take into account what is happening in our times. So thank you for that. Um, okay, any more comments about Ohio State before we move on to our next story, which is also about another university? <coughs> Excuse me. I got a frog in my throat, guys. Um, yes. So while you guys get your last um, comments in, remember to download the Business Launch Cheat Sheet to get on my email list so that you can um, take part in this cool thing that I'm doing that I'm going to talk to you about at the end of the show. Okay? Uh, all right. So next story we are talking about has to do with another university. Like I said, does anybody here know uh, about Penn State? If you have heard of Penn State University, Give me a P in the comments, Penn State University. And while you do that, <coughs> excuse me, hold on guys, I need to get some water. Yes. Thank you for the P track, track guru. Thank you for the P Nessie time. High new level entertainment. Uh, Enterprise, sorry. Thank you for the P So Rap 21. Thank you for the P Wanda Washington. Um, so, we talked about a case, uh, I want to say about a month ago, where Penn State was um, filed a trademark infringement um, against an RV company because the RV company was using Penn State paraphernalia in their pictures to promote 
um, the sale of their RVs. Now, just to give you a background on the case, this company, Keystone Alternatives, they, they rent out RVs specifically so people can go to Penn State games. Now, Penn State also has um, RVs and they have an RV lot. Keystone Alternatives also has a lot that people can rent out um, to stay from the games and they have a shuttle that takes them from the Keystone lot to Penn State, right? So Penn State and this RV company are kind of in direct competition. And as a matter of fact, Keystone Alternatives on their voicemail says that they are an alternative to Penn State. So Keystone Alternatives, when they, they show you the pictures of all of their RVs and in their RVs, they'll have like Penn State stickers, cups, towels, things like that. So you might think that it is, you know, a Penn State approved thing. So Penn State, uh, they filed a trademark infringement suit against Keystone Alternatives. They asked them to stop using it. Keystone Alternatives is like, no. Um, and they're, they're fighting back. They said that we have been in constant communication with Penn State University, and we have even done business together. On top of that, Penn State... Um, they missed the, there is a four year deadline to file a complaint for cyber squatting. So one of the complaints that Penn State has was that Keystone Alternatives website, gopsurv.com is too close to Penn State's website, uh, gopsusports.com. And Keystone Alternatives is like, you had four years to say something and you missed it. Then the third argument they're saying is that Penn State University failed to disclose that they lost a case for trademark infringement with the National Arbitration Forum. So this is not the first time that they have come after Keystone Alternatives and they lost the first time. They did it through arbitration, meaning it wasn't through, you know, a regular legal process. They hired a mediator and they lost. And then they tried to go through the legal, um, through the courts, and but, ooh. They, tr they tried to go through the courts. Hold on, my, my phone is being weird. They tried to go through the courts, um, but they didn't tell the court, well, you know, we tried to arbitrate this, but we lost, so now we're trying to, to, to come here. So Keystone Alternatives is fighting back from Penn State. But remember, Penn State is a big university. They have a lot of money. And um, one of the things you need to know is when you are filing suit um, with the trademark board um, or the trademark court, you can't sue for attorney's fees. So whatever attorney's fees you have, you have to pay them. So if you are a small company that is fighting a big company that has a big, big budget, it can really rack up, right? So do you guys think that Penn State is trying to bully this RV company? Or is this RV company really kind of encroaching on Penn State's territory? Remember, Penn State has their RV lots where people can come and park and stay. Keystone Alternatives rents out RV lots and has their own lot and will shuttle you from their lot to the Penn State games. So do you think that this is a valid, a valid argument, a valid fight from Penn State? Or do you think that Keystone Alternatives is right? Um, Shop Best in the Yard said, was the RV company wearing the paraphernalia during the commercial? So it's not a commercial. It's, um, so if you go to their site, gopsurv.com, 
they show you all of the RVs that they have available for you to rent. And they show you, the, you know, when they give you the interior tour, and when you, they show you the pictures of the interior tour, there's Penn State paraphernalia everywhere. Um, Seedbox Digital said, I think Penn State has other legal battles they should be focused on. It could be bad PR if they lose Penn State. They do have other legal battles. Um... But does that does that mean that they can't defend their mark when they feel like it's being encroached upon? The Penn State name, however you feel about Penn State, they generate a lot of money. Um, their their sport their sports program is probably the biggest part of their budget. So are you saying that because they've got some bad press in other places, they shouldn't um, they shouldn't worry about defending their mark against this company? Um, Seedbox Digital said it's like couch change for them. Um, it may be like couch change, but the thing is, when you have a mark out in the world, if you have a trademark, if you allow someone to use it without checking them, you can lose the exclusivity. So you need to defend your mark to keep your mark exclusive. Shop Best on the Yard said, if the RV company purchased the paraphernalia, why shouldn't they be able to show an RV decked out in purchased goods? I understand what you're saying. However, um, let's say I have, okay, Shop Best on the Yard makes custom tumblers. Let's say um, Shop Best on the Yard, someone bought, you know, ordered 10 custom tumblers from you, but then they opened their own tumbler store. And when they're showing the, you know, their own custom tumbler store and when they show all, the, you know, the types of tumblers you can get, they put some of the cups that you made for them. Um, I can purchase Penn State fabric from Hobby Lobby and make pillows. Yes, but Penn State is fabric. They know that people are going to make that fabric. That is something that they put out there. <coughs> It's a different it's a different factor if you're renting an RV that is in direct competition with Penn State's RV business and you have a separate lot you're literally taking money out of Penn State's pocket. Seatbox Digital said the amount of market share they lose is so small. It sounds like the RV company is part of the community. They should embrace that. Maybe. But again, while while the the morality might be questionable when you have a trademark, when you have a mark that is recognized, it is your duty as the mark owner to defend it so that it does not become generic. You have a duty to defend it so people know that it, it doesn't just belong to anybody. It's like Chanel. Chanel every quarter takes out um, you know, an ad space in magazines and says, hey, Chanel is a trademark term. Please do not use it generically. Um, Shop Best in the Yard said... Hold on, Seedbox Digital said, I see this as a PR opportunity. Shop Best on the Yard said, that's true. So I've said Penn State should sponsor them. Shop Best on the Yard said, if it's taking money out of Penn State's pocket, I get it. Yeah, it might be taking money out of Penn State's pocket. So Seedbox Digital, how, how would you see this as a PR opportunity? Uh, Wanda Washington said, why does Penn State have an RV company? Penn State knows that people come to watch the games people come from far away so you can rent rvs and they have an rv lot that you can that you can um go there stay overnight and go to the game and tailgate and do all that stuff <clears throat> excuse me okay um so rap 21 thinks penn state should sponsor them 
Now, there could be some type of collaboration. I, I don't know. Keystone Alternative said that they have done business in the past. I, they didn't say what kind of business that they've done, but maybe they could collaborate with Penn State because I'm sure that if Penn State is suing them at this point, Keystone Alternatives does not have any licensing agreement with them. Again, it's like you can't just slap my logo on your stuff and you, because the, the, the whole crux of this company, the point of this company is the Penn State. Their whole business model is that we rent RVs so you can go to Penn State games, right? But they didn't say to Penn State, hey, can we be the exclusive RV renters for Penn State games? They actually have marketed themselves as an alternative to Penn State, okay? Um, Seedbox Digital said, I see them as a huge cheerleader for Penn State. Shop Best in the Yard said, maybe they should just have on a, a Penn State jersey, have on a Penn State jersey while advertising the RV. That's something, but the thing is, this is on their website. This is not commercials. This is on their website. If you guys go to gopsurv.com, I encourage you to go look at the RVs and see how they're marketing the RVs and make your decision from there. I personally think that Penn State does have a duty to defend their mark. Whether it is, you know, whether it is a popular or, you know, um, a likable move, that is a different issue. But in terms of their rights as the trademark owners, they have every right to uh, to defend their mark. Wanda Washington said partner with them, right? So maybe they can come to some kind of settlement. Maybe they can be there can be some kind of licensing agreement. Because think about if, you know, this RV company was slapping Louis Vuitton logos all over the place and saying, you know, we're going to take you to Fashion Week or whatever. Um, <clears throat> the website, SoRap21, is gopsurv.com. Um, and go look at the tours for the RV so you can see like how they place all the Penn State paraphernalia. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, I want you guys to really go look at that and make a decision for yourself. Do you think that that is a proper use of Penn State paraphernalia if you don't have a licensing agreement? Because the whole point of your business is to take people to Penn State games, right? But you didn't ask Penn State's permission. You didn't say, hey, the, if, if Penn State did not exist, you would not have a business, right? So, um, all right. Wow, we are on a real sports kick today because of the next case we have has to do with more sports, but this is a uh, professional sports. So are, are we good with, um, with Penn State? Any more commentary? Any questions before we move on to the next story? Any questions? Any questions? All right. So next story that we're talking about, um, how many of y'all heard about the update about Marshawn Lynch? If you have heard um, about the update about Marshawn Lynch, give me an ML in the comments. If you know the recent news with Marshawn Lynch in terms of his career, give me an ML in the comments. Or if you know what it is, just type it in. Just type it in. Let me know what happened. Okay, Seedbox Digital. Let us know what what just happened with Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Like, Marshawn Lynch has been in the news a lot, and, you know, I'm becoming more interested in his story, because he seems to be a very savvy businessman. 
Um, so if you, he came out of retirement, he did come out of retirement. So Marshawn Lynch, he was signed with the Seattle Seahawks and he retired, but he has re-signed with the Seahawks. Thank you for that seed box digital. Okay. They, um, the, this, and yes, he rejoined his team. He, apparently the Seahawks were not doing well. <laughs> um, and I think they asked him to come back and he's back. And on top of that, Marshawn has filed a trademark for Beastquake, a term called Beastquake. Now, we know that Marshawn Lynch has a trademark for Beast Mode. We talked about that. Somebody tried to infringe on it, and they lost. And now Marshawn Lynch has filed for another trademark for the term Beastquake for apparel and beverages. He filed it on December 17th. I'm not sure when he re-signed with the Seahawks. Um <clears throat> And according to the article I read, this new trademark, Beastquake, it pays tribute to uh, his um, his winning run versus the Saints in the 2010 NFC Wild Card game. Um, there was a there was a video clip that I watched, and he it was it was a beautiful run. Like he had the ball, and he was just dodging people left and right and whatever, and he just slammed it down. It was dope. Um, but yeah, so Marshawn Lynch, on top of being back in the NFL and probably getting a hefty signing bonus and a nice little check, is also securing the bag with a new trademark for apparel and beverages. So is anybody going to... I could see a Beast Quake beverage. I could see that as like an energy drink. Would you Would you guys be interested in a Beast Quake beverage? Is that something that you would buy? Or like, you know, like a pre-workout. Um, I'm very, like, Marshawn Lynch is a, is a very savvy business businessman. Um, SoRap21 said, that was against my damn saints, man. Hey, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, I, I don't know about all that, because I'm a Patriots fan, all right? We win. <laughs> don't mind me. I know, our season isn't the best this year, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but yes, so Marshawn Lynch, he's back in the NFL and he is securing the bag with a new trademark. So look out for Beastquake clothing and, uh, beverages apparently. So good luck to him. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and before we move on to our next story, which is about cookies and popcorn, <laughs> um, I want to remind you guys to make, Ooh, hold on. Uh, my, my Instagram paused. What is happening? Hold on, Facebook. My Instagram just conked out on me. Okay. Ooh. Hold on, guys. My my Instagram has uh, betrayed me, and I have to get it back online. But um, while I do that, I want to remind you guys to... Grab, uh, sign up for, get the business on cheat sheet, go sign up for that so that you can get on my email list so you can, um, get in on the fun. All right. We are back on Instagram. My apologies, uh, to those who got kicked off. I don't know what happened. Um, but we're back. Okay. So I'm going to let a couple of people come in on Instagram. Hi, Seedbox Digital. I'm not sure what happened. We just froze, um, and but, but you know, I came back on. So we are going to get started on our next story momentarily. Hi, Trap Guru. Welcome back. Welcome back. Come on into the room. Um, <clears throat> yes, you know, 
technical technical difficulties happen when you are using technology. That is just a part of the game, and you got to roll with it, all right? So let's move on to our next story. So uh, how many of y'all have ever eaten Mrs. Fields cookies? If you have eaten Mrs. Fields cookies, give me a C in the comments. And while you do that, I'm going to tell you why we're talking about Mrs. Fields. Um, so Mrs. Fields uh, doesn't just get involved in cookies. Mrs. Fields licenses out the name Mrs. Fields for um, other products. Um, one specific one is popcorn. We actually talked about this case a couple of weeks ago. So Mrs. Fields had um, licensed out their name to a popcorn company for <laughs> Seabox Digital likes Mrs. Fields. Trap Guru does not eat Mrs. Fields anymore. Okay. Well, Mrs. Fields had licensed out the name to a popcorn company to use the name Mrs. Fields for this very gourmet popcorn, right? But the problem was this popcorn company, you're vegan now? Are they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. For, well, maybe, do they make, they don't make vegan cookies? Okay. Well, okay. So this popcorn company, the problem was their fat, their, 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 um, factory burned down and they weren't able to produce popcorn anymore. Um, now they had a license agreement with Mrs. Fields, like, you know, we're going to sell this popcorn and we're going to give you a cut of what we make because you're going to let us use the name. Now the factory burned down so they couldn't make any more popcorn, right? So Mrs. Fields, you know, they gave them a little slack. They're like, okay, we'll give you a month or so to get things back in order, but they hadn't. So Mrs. Fields was like, well, you're not making popcorn, which means you're not making money, which means we're not making money. So we don't want you to use the name anymore. So then Mrs. Fields went out and, and started licensing the name to other popcorn companies. But this popcorn company, despite the fact that their factory burned down and they weren't making popcorn, they sued Mrs. Fields and said that they had an exclusive contract that was perpetual and Mrs. Fields couldn't license out the name to other popcorn companies. And apparently a lower court had agreed with them and told Mrs. Fields that they had to allow them to use, um, to use, uh, to use, uh, the Mrs. Fields name, even though they weren't producing popcorn. Um, however, a higher court has reviewed this, uh, ruling and has said that Mrs. Fields is totally entitled to give the name to somebody else because the popcorn company is not making them any money. They have a contract. We let you use the name, you give us money when you sell popcorn. You are not selling popcorn, so you are not giving us money. So you can't use the name. Like, the whole point of the contract is over. So the higher court has lifted the injunction, and Mrs. Fields can now take their name back from this popcorn company that is not making any popcorn. Okay? Um... And I wanted to update you on this case because this was more of a case about, it was a case of trademarks, but it was also a case about contracts. Contracts are about, um, excuse me, when you have a contract, you have what is called consideration. It's like, it's the whole reason why you're doing this, this contract. Usually it's money. The whole point why Mrs. Fields agreed to go into this contract with this popcorn company is because they were going to get money. You're not giving me no more money. Why am I going to let you use my name? Right? So, um, good luck to Mrs. Fields. I hope they find a popcorn company that, you know, has better fire protection and doesn't burn down. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, ooh, okay. We are going into one, 
two. We only have three more stories. What time is it now? Because I want to make sure that we get it. Wow. Okay, so I think this show might be two hours long today, guys. Um, but that's okay. So we are going into our next story, okay? And this is more of a discussion thing. Um, it was a cool article that I found today, and it has to do with the title of today's program, which is Trademarks in Space. Um, so we all know that uh, 45 has officially started a space force, um, but there is a lot of stuff happening off-world. Off there are space stations and things like that. And as space becomes more and more of a reality that is going to become commercialized, we have to start thinking about intellectual property in space. And I found a really cool article that broke down the series of trees and things that have happened um, in the past and how it may possibly affect trademarks and intellectual property as we go out into the great unknown of space, okay? So, we're going to do a little history lesson here. So, in 1967, uh, there was a moon treaty that was signed uh, amongst a bunch of countries. And it basically said that you can't claim anything in outer space. So, you know, when like the the um, Buzz Lightyear and all them, they went to the moon and did the flag. That doesn't mean that they own the moon. They just put it there to say, hey, we got here, right? So you can't just go to to a planet or a, a, a moon or something, put your flag in and say, hey, this belongs to America or this belongs to Canada or this belongs to Russia. There is an actual treaty that says you cannot do that. And it was established in 1967. It's called the Moon Treaty. Then in 1968, there was something called the Rescue Agreement, which said that if you find something in space, so let's say somebody's satellite, you know, veers off course or, you know, gets damaged and you rescue it and it's not from your country, there is a treaty that says you have to give it back. You cannot keep it. That is the 1968 Rescue Agreement, right? Then, um, we're going to go through this history very quickly. In 1972, there was something called the Liability Convention. Uh, hold on. And it said that um, if if I have something in space and you, and you have something in space and your thing in space damages my thing in space, I can sue you for damages. So they have an actual document that says if you break my stuff country-wise, your country has to pay me, okay? Then in 1975, there was something called the Registration Convention. This was a formal system that made a record of any physical objects that were in space. So any satellite that is in space, any satellites that we launch, any spaceships, space stations, things like that, there is a formal register for them so people know exactly what's supposed to be out there, okay? Um, then... In 1999, there was something called the International Space Station Treaty. It was signed by 15 governments, and this was the first treaty that really, um, hold on. Sorry, guys. And this was the first treaty that really, uh, that really addressed intellectual property in space, meaning trademarks and things like that. And what the International Space Station Treaty says is that um, if you, like, 
So there's a big international space station, and you have astronauts from all over the world, um, from all over the world working on it, right? So you have United States uh, astronauts, Russian astronauts. I don't know what other countries have astronauts, but if they if they got astronauts, they're probably on a space station. So they have a treaty called the International Space Station Treaty, and it says that if you are working on research in the space station, whatever research, whatever things you find, whatever things you discover as a researcher, that belongs to your country. Now, this might this kind of goes against the Moon Treaty, where it says, you know, we're just kind of in space, you can't claim anything. But here we're saying, if you're on this space station and you make a discovery while you're on this space station, you can that belongs to your country. The intellectual property rights belong to your country. So there is a very strong belief that these like these are what we are going to base our trademark laws on for when people start doing a lot of more commercial stuff in space. So we really have to start thinking about this now. We have to start getting ahead of it because it's becoming a reality. On top of that, there is starting to be national legislation towards um, claiming things in space. Uh, the United States have has uh, in, uh, you know space uh, claiming laws. Australia has legislation on it. And on top of that, we also have the laws of the sea that really correlate to, to space. So if you're a big nerd like me, I watch a lot of space shows. So you know that spaceships, you know, they're, they're named like sea ships. You have captains, you have admirals. And they, um, th they are, the prediction is that we're going to use things like laws of the sea and kind of just try and piece together some kind of trademark laws for space. And I just think it's really interesting because you have to think about the vastness of space. Imagine if there are aliens out there and they're coming over and, you know, there's like a branded space station or a trademark or whatever. And I don't know. I just, my, my nerd brain goes all over the place. But I just thought this was a really interesting article showing how, you know, Trademark law, it's not just, you know, about buying Chanel. It can affect every part of, um, Vir so Rap 21 said Virgin Galactic. Yes, that guy, um, Rus Russell, I forget his name, the guy who does the, the, the Virgin Company, he's doing a commercial flight into space. Um, Seedbox Digital said Star Trek fan here, Prime, Di Prime Directive, right. How does the Prime, how's the Prime Directive gonna affect trademark law? Um, but if you are a big nerd like me, trademarks in space is actually something that I think is very exciting. And I'm interested to see how we use these treaties and, you know, forward thinking, forward thinking lawmakers and the laws that we have now to protect things in space. So I want to ask you guys, do you think that we should even be talking about trademarking things outside of the sphere of, of the earth? Do you think that it is worth it? to think about intellectual property in space? Or do you think that because it is outer space, it belongs to everyone? What do you guys think? <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I understand the purpose of it, but I, I feel like space, it's kind of like that last unknown out there, you know? Do we really want to start commercializing it? Well, you know, I understand everything gets commercialized, blah, 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 blah. But space, it's so unknown. Like, 
how far can you go with this? What if we, you know, come across some some super advanced, you know, alien race? They don't, they don't care about our trademarks. <laughs> but let me know what you think about that. Because um, I just thought it was very interesting. Um, and after we just delved into that nerd... Uh, <laughs> That that nerd whirlpool. We're gonna talk about some liquor, okay? <laughs> uh, so rap twenty one said this is a tough one. Hi, sincere thirty nine. How are you? Happy holidays. Um, it is a tough one, and it's tough because we don't have any case law on it yet. But I think that it's something that is uh, it, it's something that uh, we should start thinking about. Um, and think about how it's gonna look. Think about what that means for us. You know. Um, Seedbox Digital said, I think we need to be unified. I think so too, because if we come across, you know, the Borg or I don't know, the Cardassians or whatever, look, I'm really getting into nerd lore here. I'm a big Star Trek fan, um, uh, you know, or like a Klingon like race before the treaty with the Federation, we might be in big trouble. And they're going to say, bump your trademarks. We want the planet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so we're going to move on to our next story that is about, um, again, like I said, it's a liquor story. Has anybody here, um, Seedbox Digital said, we look like ants to aliens. But do we? We have to, I mean, I truly believe that there is life out there and, um, you know, on other planets, but we don't necessarily know at what level that life is. What if it is a single-celled organism that is still developing? Not all aliens are, you know, are advanced. Um, <laughs> but, um, all right. Has anybody here drink, um, drank Sky Vodka, S-K-Y-Y Vodka, or have you heard of Sky Vodka? If you have heard of Sky Vodka, ever drank Sky Vodka, give me an S in the comments. Sky Vodka, okay? Um, while you guys do that, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. <laughs> we the aliens. <laughs> we might be the aliens. <clears throat> so, um, Seedbox Digital said, if they can travel, we're done. Look, I'm, you know, if, if we're going to be taken over by a master race, I hope I'm gone <laughs> before it happens. Um, yes. All right. So we have people here who have drank Sky Vodka. So Rap 21 has drank Sky Vodka. Thank you for the S, Sincere 21. Thank you, Seedbox Digital. Um, Trap Guru said, yeah, no more. All right. So Sky Vodka, you know, it is a moderately priced vodka. Um, it was, a it was bought by the company Campari, uh, some time ago. And they have been very, um, for lack of a better word, diligent about protecting their mark. They have actually filed lawsuits against a vaping company named Lit, Lit um, spelled L-Y-Y-T, they sued a records company called Sky High Records, S-K-Y-Y, High Records, and they sued a company called Gray Skies Distil Distillery. They basically sued any company that had two Ys in the name, okay? Um, and they are now suing a roofing company in Denver, Colorado. Uh, this company called Skyguard, S-K-Y-Y Guard, it is Denver-based. It is veteran-owned. They are a contracting company. They do roofs and um, and repair from storms, okay? Um, the company was formed. Hi, Lakeisha Tisdale. The company was formed and, and the trademark was filed in 2018, 
and Sky Vodka is opposing their trademark. Now, remember, when you trademark something, you trademark in your industry. So this company is Skyguard is trademarking for construction for 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 construction and you know roofing. Sky Vodka is involved with liquor. So do you think that Sky Vodka has a reason to come after this roofing company? Is there a possibility that there could be confusion between Sky Vodka and Skyguard Roofing? What do you guys think? Do you think that Skyguard is that Sky Vodka is being a trademark bully or do you think that they're just trying to protect their name? What do you think? Um and remember I talked about this earlier. When you have these trademark cases, you don't get attorney's fees. So if you're a small company and you rack up $100,000 in attorney's fees, you still have to pay that even if you win. The other company doesn't have to pay it. And Sky Vodka, you know that they have a lot of money. Um so Sincere39 said no. You don't think that Sky Vodka <coughs> and Skyguard have a possibility of being confused. And I totally agree with you. I would never see Skyguard roofing and immediately think, "Oh, this must be owned by Sky Vodka." Seedbox Digital said Sky is being a trademark bully. <coughs> Excuse me. Trap Guru said get your money. Sincere 39 said, "Yeah, they are being a bully." So Trap Guru, I think that you are outnumbered in this uh in this arena and um I cuz I really think that Sky Vodka is being a bully. Why would somebody go to a roofing company thinking that it's affiliated with a vodka company? I I don't want my roofer to be drunk. <laughs> so Rap 21 said trademark bully. <clears throat> If I thought a roofing company was associated with a liquor company, that would actually make me not want to use them because I might think that they might be drunk on a job. So, I think that Sky Vodka is doing a little bit too much and they need to calm down. <clears throat> okay? Um Sincere39 said could Skyguard just remove a Y? Um I did not do research in terms of if there is another company out there named Skyguard. They probably could, but why should they? They're in construction. Sky Vodka is in liquor. They're they the the, the two do not meet, right? At least that is my argument. Okay. Trap Guru said if you own the trademark, I need my money. Yes, but in what industry do you own it, Trap Guru? When you own a trademark, you don't own it indefinitely. You own it in a specific industry. So McDonald's Golden Arches, those are only good in the fast food industry, right? McDonald's Golden Arches do not extend to hair extensions or power tools. You when you trademark, you trademark in a specific industry. Lakeisha Tisdale said it depends on the full vision of Sky Vodka just like Beyoncé and her daughter name they tried to protect business ventures I guess. Well, Beyoncé actually did not get that <coughs> because they didn't have an actual business purpose for trademarking Blue Ivy's name and you can't just trademark to keep somebody from using something. <coughs> Excuse me. Seedbox Digital said a company I worked for hired an agency to produce a logo for them. Said logo turned out to be a total rip from a sneaker company. To me, if the logos don't look similar and in similar industries and in different industries, um I Seedbox, can you can you say that in another way? I'm not sure if, if I comprehend what you're saying. 
Trap Guru said, think about if they have already have a track record of suing everyone. They do have a track record of suing everyone. Hi, P-Pita? Hi. <laughs> yes. So, I personally think that um, Sky Vodka is being a bully. Lakeisha Tisdale says that future business ventures, they might have future business ventures. That might be a future, but they're not doing it now, right? So, why are you trying to prevent this company that is here today? Okay, so we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens between Sky Vodka and Sky Guard. But the, the problem is when you have these big companies coming after these little companies, a lot of times these big companies win simply because the smaller companies cannot afford to fight. Trap Guru said, think about if they have already sued everyone, they're, they're just following a track. But shouldn't there be some type of limitation as to how you can sue people, especially if they're not in your industry? Trademark bullying is becoming a real problem. I personally think that there needs to be some legislation against it, but that's just my opinion, all right? And we are coming to our last story, and then I have the really cool thing that I'm going to tell you guys about, okay? Um, so, uh, if we have any more commentary, Seedbox Doodle said, I'm saying different industries and different looking logos. And also, a small company in Colorado is probably not trying to capitalize off of that name. Well, they did try to trademark it. They tried to trademark the name, right? Um, so they they do want to protect it. That's the issue, was that they tried to trademark it. Um, and I don't know what their logo looks like. But we will just have to wait and see what happens between Sky Vodka and Sky Guard. All right? Um, you, you feel me, Trap Guru? Thank you, thank you. I'm glad. All right. So that's enough about Sky Guard um, and Sky Vodka. We're going to... Hold on. Trap Guru said, I want to be a trademark bully. No, sir. You will not be a trademark bully in these streets. No. <laughs> All right. That is enough of that. <laughs> not like OSU. Okay. All right. Now, is Seedbox, we, we, we need to do a co-live one day so we can like talk face-to-face -face because you have a very interesting, interesting perspective coming from the web design and, you know, marketing, marketing perspective. So we need to, you know, collaborate and see how we can make that happen. All right. Trap Guru said it's a business. It is a business, but you also have to be ethical in business. At least that is my opinion. All right? Okay, so last case we are talking about. Y'all, how many of you guys like Rihanna? If you like Rihanna, give me an R in the comments. Give me an R in the comments. If you like Rihanna, give me an R in the comments. If you like Rihanna. <laughs> All right. Um, while you guys um, do that, for those of you... For that one person who has been living on the moon and may not know who Rihanna is, Rihanna is a very uh, rich, very famous uh, musical artist who is um, awesome, who, you know, she has ventured out into different areas. Uh, uh, you know, she does makeup, she does high-end clothing, she does lingerie. Rihanna is a mogul out here. Thank you for the RC Box Digital. Um, and because Rihanna is, you know, a very visible person, thank you for the R's. Oh, Pepita loves Rihanna. Okay. Thank you for all the R's. Because Rihanna is so visible, she is a target for 
you know, trademark lawsuits. Now, we have talked so many times about so many different cases about celebrities being sued by paparazzis for, thank you, Trap Guru, for posting pictures on their Instagrams that are supposedly copyrighted, right? And Rihanna has just been sued against for copyright infringement. A photographer said that someone posted a picture that they took of someone wearing, wearing Fenty clothing, and put and Fenty put it on their social media and the paparazzi is now seeking damages. Now, the 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 details of the case don't matter because for the most part these cases are all the same. I took the picture, you know, I could have made money from it and give me some money. Now, you sometimes celebrities fight these cases. But oftentimes, celebrities will just pay these paparazzis off because it is more economical to do so. They don't want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a legal team. It's easier to just give a paparazzi ten dollars to $20,000 to get off their case. And this is why they're saying that paparazzis are abusing copyright law now. They're using copyright law as a way to squeeze more money because, I don't know, maybe there's, you know, less money out there for photographers, but they're going after any and every celebrity who uses photos. Think about if you posted pictures of your favorite celebrity on your Instagram and somebody sued you for copyright infringement. This is what's happening to Rihanna. This is what's happening to a lot of celebrities. And instead of fighting it, they're paying these photographers Ten to twenty thousand dollars. Now that doesn't seem a lot to us, but to someone who's making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, it's a drop in the bucket, and it's worth it to them to just leave to to get rid of the headache. Now, um, Trap Guru said, "Now nah, you're not gonna bully my shorty, Riri. <laughs> you feel strongly about Rihanna." So, what, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think should be done with these paparazzi? Because it's obviously look. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get paid for your work. If you took the picture, great. But these lawsuits are getting out of hand. What can we do? Like, you, so because you complain about them putting a picture that you may or may not have a copyright um, on, you get a payout of ten to $20,000. Like, think about how that might add up in terms of the industry, Right? Um, anyway, I, I only wanted to, hold on. Sincere39 said, yeah, what's 10K to Rihanna? She's worth 10K to Rihanna. She's worth 500 million. To me, it's not a matter of the money. It's a matter of the principle. Because if you are here, you're a paparazzi, you have already been paid by a publication for this photo, right? And somebody saw this picture and they just reposted it. It's, it happens every day. It happens every day. And they're not necessarily selling an item. They're just, they're posting it on there because somebody is wearing the clothing, right? Um, yeah, very, very different lens. Hold on. See, see hold on. Seabuck said, I love Rihanna, but I see it from a different lens. <laughs> um, yes, I see what you there, Seabuck. Different lens. Um, but it's, you, like... I understand from a standpoint of the paparazzi, they're probably thinking, well, Rihanna got all this money. She could break me off $10,000, $20,000 if she wants this to go away. But this also sets a bad example <coughs> for paparazzi because you're like, every Tom, Dick, and Harry who takes a picture is going to sue her for $10,000, $20,000. I don't care how much money I make. I don't want to give you money if you don't deserve it. Why should I give you money if you don't deserve it? 
That's my argument. But um, I only picked this story to say, leave Rihanna alone. Uh, you know, she's out here trying to make her shmoney. <laughs> All right? Um, yes. So we are at the end of the stories, guys, and we can get to the cool stuff. All right. So I have two things for you today. One, I am going to be giving away a free 30-minute consultation to one of you lovely viewers here if you can answer a question. Okay. And two, I am doing a, an online vision board party and you are all invited. Okay. Sincere 39 said it's a good side hustle for paparazzi. Yes, it is. So, um, in order <clears throat> to decide who is going to win this free 30 minute consultation, you are going to have to answer a question. Okay. Um, all right. I have to make it a good one. The one that I have, okay, and I want to base it on a story, well, not all of you have, well, actually, some of you, some of you are here, are here pretty often, so you should know about this. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question about one of the stories that we covered today, okay? So... We talked about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle today, right? We said that they split from Kate Middleton and Prince William's um, charity, and they have opened their own charity. What are Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's official titles as royals? The first person to give me the correct title for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, as royals, will win a free 30-minute consultation. So put your answers in now, and the first person to get it right wins a free 30-minute consultation. Okay? So let's see. Ooh. So let's see. Uh, 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 uh. And while you guys do that, um, I want to invite you to a vision board party, guys. I am having an online vision board party on January 19th. Um, the top of the year is a great time for you guys to get your ideas in order, get focused, and, you know, set some goals for yourself. Um, well, there is a thing called Google out there, Lakeisha. Um, yes. So, the top of the year, hey, I, hey. That's the question. That's the only question I have for y'all. The official titles of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry as royals. That is the question. Point blank period. All right? All right. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll just let y'all do that because I, th I think y'all need a little bit of time. We'll talk about the, the vision board party. But keep that in your mind. We are having a vision board party on January 19th, and you are all invited. Actually, I'll just, you know, okay, it might take y'all a minute, so I'm going to do this. So the vision board party is going to be online. Um, I'm going to send out the, you know, what you're going to need and how it's going to go. But in order for you to be, okay, that's one sincere number. I need both of their titles, both of them. Okay, in order for you to um, come to the vision board party, there are some things that, or participate in it fully, there are some things that you're going to need to know. And the only way that you're going to 
find those things out as if you're on my email list. So you need to have downloaded my business launch cheat sheet so that you are on my email list. So when I send the email out, you can get it. Seedbox Digital said Duke and Duchess of Sussex. She got it. Seedbox Digital won the 30 minute free consultation. All right. All right. So Seedbox Digital, make sure that you um, inbox me so that we can set up a time um, for you to have your consultation. All right. Thank you very much, guys, for participating. All right. Um, but yes, let us move on to the vision board party. It is happening January 19th. I'm not sure of the time yet, but it will be in the evening. Oh, well, I said both of them. I said Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. So I needed Duke and Duchess. Sincere 39, you said Duke. Sincere 39, I'll give you 15, but Seedbox Digital got 30, okay? All right, so that's how we'll do it. Sincere 39, you got 15. Seedbox Digital got 30. But back to the vision board party. You need to be on my email list so you know what's going to happen and so you can, um, so that you can be on the list. It's going to be, um, you know, on my social media. We're going to broadcast it live, but there are certain things that we're going to need to have in order. And in order for you to participate in that, you need to be on the email list to get the list. Okay. <laughs> to, um, to, to be able to fully participate in the vision board party. It is completely free to participate, but there are some rules. So make sure that you download the business launch cheat sheet, get on my email list, so you can find out the rules. You're a sore loser. Well, there will be other giveaways. But Sincere39 and Seedbox Digital, make sure you um, DM me for your um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sincere39, your 15-minute, and Seedbox Digital, your 30-minute, okay? Okay. Make sure you're on my email list for the vision board party. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some, you know, fun, fun times. We're going to talk about our goals. We're going to talk about our achievements. It's going to be a great time, and I want you all to participate. Yes, vision board party, January 19th. So, wow, guys, it is 9-18. Um, so we're going to do like five minutes of Q&A right now, okay? Um, so if you have any questions about the stories that we covered, about business formation, about trademarks, about the vision board party, let me know right now. Remember, we talked about uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, their new, their new trademarks. We talked about... OSU and them, uh, you know, trying to stop overtime sports from using the gray O. We talked about Penn State and the RV company, Marshawn Lynch coming back to the Seahawks and filing a new trademark, Mrs. Fields Popcorn. We talked about trademarks in space. Uh, we talked about Sky Vodka suing a contracting company. And we talked about paparazzi bullying Rihanna with these bogus copyright lawsuits. Um, so if you have questions on those, you have until 9.23 to ask them as well. Make sure you're on my email list so you get the invite for the vision board party, all right? It's January 19th. It's a Sunday. It's going to be in the evening. We're going to relax, you know, get our goals set for, um, for, for the new year. So Rap21 said, do I have any trademarks? I myself do not have trademarks. I have helped my clients obtain trademarks. I don't, um, I have, I have not found the perfect phrase or name that I want to trademark yet. And because I am very particular